What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. Hey, look at that. (laughs) And we're just going to hang. So we thought, let's record it. Let's record our our deepest thoughts and put them out into the world. (laughs) You know, what's so funny is since I haven't been doing Self Helpless, you and I talk probably more than we've ever talked. Yeah. And since, since you moved, like, it's so strange, all the things that happened. Yes. <laughs> that, that took us physically further apart. And yet, and yet never closer. <laughs> ever closer. <laughs> constantly sponsoring each other. Always. In yeah. a variety of ways. <laughs> and potentially all of life's areas, we've become <laughs> each other's sponsors. Um, Delaney's not going to be joining us today. She, you know, she deserved a break. Also, she does not have a ton of long distance relationship experience to speak from. And that is what we are going to be talking about today. So Tay and I thought we would just go ahead and, and tackle this one. And yeah. Delaney lives with her soulmate and has a regular sleep schedule. So we said, why don't you sit this one out, champ? Yeah. Can't relate. <laughs> Cannot relate. Uh, So this episode is coming out on Monday, November 15th. Let's plug our tour dates. So you know what I was thinking today before we started recording? It's kind of cool that the podcast has been a time capsule of where we were in our careers four and a half years ago and the shows we were plugging then versus the shows we're plugging now. And it's just very exciting. It is very exciting, isn't it? It is very cool. So Back then we were like, I'm featuring for (laughs) so-and-so. Yeah. All weekend, I'm making $50. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So I'm going to be at the Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida for Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. And then I'm going to be in Austin um, at the Sunset Strip November 18th and 19th. So Naples and Austin this week, kind of unusual for me to be in two cities in one week. So if you happen to be in those places, come out. And then Thanksgiving weekend, I'm at the Sacramento Punchline. Can't wait. And we just added a bunch of new tour dates for 2022. So you can go to kelseycook.com, get those tickets. And Tay, where can people see you uh, coming up soon in your theater tour? Uh, so this weekend on November 19th, I'm doing two shows at the Carnegie Library of Homestead Music because <laughs> why, why pick something shorter, uh, in, in Munhall, Pennsylvania. I think that's like closest to Pittsburgh. I think that's, okay. it's hard when you're like, you're posting about these dates. Cause people are like, where's that? And you're like, it's basically 
it's basically this, like when yeah. this comes out, I will have just done Tyson's Virginia, which is 20 minutes outside of DC. Oh, interesting. So you okay. just have to be like, it's DC. It's, it's DC. DC. And the people in DC know that. Yes. Like that's who it's for, you know? Right. But people, you know, but, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes people really don't. Cause like we, really? we travel so much. We think that it's normal. Like, oh, it's a half hour away. That's literally nothing. But people who have normal lives are like half an hour, an hour round trip. <laughs> what does trip? this bitch think she is? <laughs> what is this? So yeah. that's where I am on November 19th. Uh, I don't know if they're sold out. I think the 7 p.m. right now when we're recording is basically sold out, which is why we so added exciting. the 9.30. Mm-hmm. Um, November 20th, I am at the Palace Theater in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the 21st. I am back in Chicago doing two more shows at the Vic Theater. And Ooh, then maybe I am in Austin, Dallas, Houston, and Austin again, December 1st through 4th. And Incredible. I have many more at ttomcomedy.com. Hell yeah. And if you're not following us on Instagram, what are you doing? What are you Silly doing? Silly geese at ttomcomedy. <laughs> At Kelsey Cook Comedy, and that's a real easy way to be uh, in the know on our tour dates because we promote them shamelessly all the time. We do, we do. You have to. And my Instagram is my name. Oh shit! It used it to be. Changed. It used to be T Tom Comedy. Yeah, my ex Sorry. hacked into uh, whoever had my name because it was like an inactive account. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. My bad. We've been plugging your website so on long. the podcast to tell people to go get tickets and that's ttomcomedy.com well and my instagram used to be ttomcomedy yes at we taylor tomlinson falling down on my promos it's been <laughs> a second <laughs> um okay so today we're talking about long distance relationships we've actually touched on this topic a couple other times on the show but i just feel like there are new experiences to talk about and i don't think we've actually gone through some articles online that give tips on how to make one work. Mm -hmm. And Tay and I were texting, what was this, maybe a month or two ago. And Mm. (laughs) I sent you a link. It was like 30 tips on how to make a long-distance relationship work. And (laughs) I would screenshot ones that I thought were particularly helpful. And those happened to be ones that you were like, what are you fucking crazy? <laughs> are you serious? Have, under no circumstance should anybody do this. And so we were like, oh, this should be a podcast episode because we uh, have very different opinions on what works for us in a long distance relationship and what doesn't. So, mm-hmm. uh, so let's go through it. Let's go through it. Um, you, I mean, are you open to talking about your current long distance relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my current long distance relationship is, uh, a situation where he's from New York. I'm from California. Mm-hmm. He's from like Manhattan, like raised <laughs> in the city. Hard tea. Hard tea on Manhattan. <laughs> uh, can't believe people raise their children in Manhattan. Um, oh, my but, Lord. all right. <laughs> And crazy for the parents and the kids. When I see a woman hauling a twin stroller down the stairs into a subway, I'm like, who hurt you? There are so many easier ways to live. This is crazy. It's so crazy because it's so hard to live there. Yeah. But not only is it hard, it's expensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's not like it's like, it's hard to live here, but it's so cheap. It's not like it's so expensive, but it's so easy to live here. It's like, this is guys. I mean, do you know that there are other places that you can go? Like, what are you trying to prove? Yeah, it, it's. I know some people genuinely love it. He, I mean, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. He can't live anywhere else. Um, I get that. Yeah. I love California, but I've been spending probably, I'm going to say, seventy five percent of my time either in New York or on the road lately. Um, in September, what's today? Oh my God. Today's October 25th. Okay. So in the last two months, I probably spent, uh, seven days at home in LA. Oh my God. Yeah. 
That being Those said, poor plants are they're dead. dead. They're dead. They're dead. so they're so dead. They're the deadest. <laughs> they did not stand a chance. I actually a couple died, and I tried watering them again. Yeah, and then I just left for another two weeks, and I was like, "That'll be enough water to revive them." Don't know what I was thinking. So, I I've basically been trying to be by coastal in the hopes that I will either find that I like being bi-coastal or I'll find that I like the East coast enough to move there for the majority of my time. I really can't picture a world where I only live in New York and I like never come home to California. Right. Um, Whether that means like subletting in the winter or whatever, like I've already told Sam, you know, January, February, I'd like to be, in of California, of course, for most of that. Yeah. Um, but I will say doing the road from the East coast is a lot easier. Yeah. You gain time. <laughs> most things are closer. Yeah. Hard to argue with that. Um, and I do, there are days I really like it. And then there are days that I'm like, this is so miserable. Get me out of here. But we, yeah. uh, I feel like we have had a few different relationships because we were long distance for like five months where we would see each other, you know, we would go like two weeks apart and then we'd see each other for a few days. And then we go like another two weeks apart. And, and that was the that very was, beginning. Is that, that how you was started? The very beginning. Okay. That's how we started for the first like five months. It was like, we'd usually have like two weeks apart. And it became a thing where it was like, we did three weeks apart and we're like, that's too long. We can't do that. So then we went down to two weeks for a little while. And then we were like, that's too long. We can't do that. So then it was like, all right, we'll go a week apart at a time, but that's like the maximum we could do. But then even that you're like, sometimes it's, it's further. Sometimes it's like a week and a half, two weeks. And the longer we were apart, the harder it became because it's really hard to feel like safe and secure with someone that you don't see very often. So then Uh, we broke up because I was like, nobody's going to move. What's the point? Mm -hmm. And we had five months apart. And then I decided that I was willing to kind of give it more of like a test run to see if New York is somewhere I could see myself living. Okay. Um, and so that's where we are currently Okay. in the, in the timeline is that I am by coastal, I have a place in New York. I have a place in LA and he and I have just made it a point to be together every week. So okay. we've been in New York the last two weeks because we're all, we're on the road every weekend. So the weekend right. we're going to be apart. <laughs> and then during, but during the week, Sunday through Wednesday or Monday through Wednesday, um, we are in the same place. So we're in LA right now this week and next week. And then we're in New York for like three weeks. Okay. So it's, you know, it's challenging. It's challenging. Although you guys have found a way to basically, you're kind of not doing long distance in a way right now, because the time that you're spending apart each week is time that you would be apart if you both only lived in New York anyway, because that is your work schedule. Yes. That being said, most normal couples do not have such, we've talked about this a lot on the show over the years with our various partners, Kelsey and I, is that like when you're on the road every weekend, every relationship you're in, there's a degree of long distance to it. Right. Yeah. We have kind of a weird schedule in our lives where you and Sam are essentially seeing each other uninterrupted for three to four days straight. And then you don't see each other at all, whereas the average couple doesn't see each other for about 10 hours of each day mm-hmm. and then is together at night. So it's if you were to total up the hours, I think at the end of the week, it's probably pretty comparable, but it's this kind of um, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. It's not that rhythm that maybe the average couple that's working just a regular nine to five has. And I think... I think that's one of the biggest challenges of long distance is understanding what an actual relationship with the person feels like because it's easy to live in a vacation land with them mm-hmm. where you're just like, okay, let's make it work to see each other this weekend. And then you might be in 
a fun city together for three days and you're kind of maybe free of your typical responsibilities or schedule and you could be having a great time. Maybe you're like drinking more than usual. You're going out to fun restaurants. But is that an accurate picture of what day-to-day life is with that person? Not necessarily. Yeah. And the first five months that he and I were together, it was, it was very much that it was like, we see each other seven days a month when we're together, we are together. We're not doing anything else. We clear those days. It is vacation mode. Right. And it's very intense. And then we, I forgot the pandemic, but the pandemic, we were together every day and night for five months, (laughs) seeing almost nobody else, which the first three weeks of that felt like vacation mode. And then it was apocalypse mode. (laughs) So it's, I feel like we've had like 50 different relationships, but to go from, we see each other seven days a month to I'm spending more time with this person than I ever have in my life back to long distance was too hard for me. I couldn't, my abandonment issues couldn't do it. Mm. So I think that's why I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like this is too hard for me. And this time around, we were just like, we just need to make it so we're together every week. And that if we have a week or two apart, that's not the norm. Yeah. But if we make this a priority where we're going to be together during the week and have that consistency with each other, then I think that will help. And it has helped our relationship a lot. Yeah. Um, That being said, it's really hard to go back and forth between two places. I mean, I, I would assume that most people in long distance relationships aren't living in both places with each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're visiting each yeah. other. And when you're visiting each other's lives, yeah, it's like, it's just hard. It's hard to feel like an actual couple. Yeah. Because you're just, when you're apart, you're like, how was your day? How was your day? Here's what I did today. Here's my life without you. This is my actual life. You weren't in any of it. And then when someone's going through something hard, you're just on FaceTime going, I'm so sorry. You can't hug each other. You can't be together physically. Like it's tough. It's really, really tough. Yeah. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And one of the tips that uh, we'll be sharing soon with the articles we talked about, it talks about really leaning into technology, the fact that we have the ability now to do FaceTimes, to send voice messages instead of a text message. But if you get used to any amount of time in person with somebody and then you switch to even FaceTime where, yeah, you can see the person, it feels so flat. Yeah. It, it's crazy how that in-person intimacy, being able to touch each other, reading their body language, their energy, getting, you know, all of that stuff, it just goes away on yes. FaceTime. And it's very easy to feel like two steps forward, one step back. I think in a long distance thing where you can get a lot closer in person. And then if you have to rely on FaceTime or texting for any period of time, you kind of almost feel like you're having two different relationships with the person. It's like, this is our in-person dynamic. And then our FaceTime is one totally different thing. Yes. Yes. And yeah, um, well, I'll save that for when we get into the list. Let's get into some of the actual tips. And (laughs) I'm trying to remember which ones you particularly hated versus me being like, oh, I think that 
I think this is okay. Um, okay, so this is from Best Life Online. Uh, this is 30 ways to have a happy long distance relationship. We probably won't get into all 30, but we're going to, we'll touch on the ones that stood out to us, either good or bad that we think. Um, okay. So one thing, this is, this was a big one. I remember when we were texting about it initially that we, we felt very differently on you and I. So one of their things on this article says, don't talk every day. Insane. (laughs) Absolutely insane. That's crazy. (laughs) You're supposed to talk. You're in a long distance relationship. Like see you Friday. What? (laughs) That's insane. They also have on here. Pretend you're single. What? (laughs) Who? Ha. Who wrote this? (laughs) This is nuts. This article cracks me. Okay. Let's, let's. Here's what I would have replaced those with. (laughs) Send each other pictures of who you're with when you're like, I'm going to lunch with my friend. <laughs> Here's my friend, time-stamped picture. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, let's tackle each of these individually because I feel like we have a lot to say about both of them. Um, yeah. Okay, so the don't talk everyday thing. Obviously, you just discussed how you and Sam, it is uh, throughout the day, There's de- that would never happen, the not talking every day. Never. Okay, so here's... Here's my perspective on this from from a long-distance situation I was in. Um, We had not established that we were going to talk every day, but it just – I think we felt kind of a pressure that we should. Mm. Um, Also, I think we wanted to, but it was like – it felt like there was only so much exciting updates that you could give in a day. Um, and I think if, I think that is fine mm-hmm. to talk every day initially, but if you are, let's say like f- four months go by and you're not really able to see each other consistently and you're just mostly relying on a daily text, uh, and we would make our texts almost more like emails, like they would mm-hmm. be longer, kind of like a once a day how are you? Here's like a recap. Tell me about your day sort of a thing. But there are days where your life is just not that noteworthy, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe you did the laundry and took a nap. And then it's easy to feel boring, even though you shouldn't. Like so much of our podcast is saying, hey, it's super important to rest. It's super important to not be doing shit all the time. And so it's okay if you have days where nothing really significant happened. But what that becomes, if if there's somebody that you're checking in with every day, I think it can start to feel very binary. Like it's mm-hmm. just this template text of like, good morning. What are you up to today? Oh, good morning. Here's what I'm doing. What are you doing? That sounds great. And then later on in the day, how, how did that thing go? awesome. How how did your thing go? Yep. It went like this. Great. Well, sleep well. It can just, it removes, at least for me and the person agreed where it almost felt like any two people could be having this conversation at this point, which was so sad because that was not our connection. And in person, uh, you know, over the phone, so amazing. But if you're only doing the texting every day and you're not able to see each other consistently, I think that's where I can understand more of the don't talk every day because it's almost like quality over quantity. I would rather have a phone call with this person yeah, two or three days later where we actually have stuff to talk about than okay. we've updated each other on the trip to the grocery store and the TV show we watched each day, which is not as substantial. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Again, Sam and I are talkers. Like we'll we'll just talk for hours about nothing to yeah. pretty much anyone. So <laughs> I think it depends on what your personality type is. Yeah. I also think that texting is not great. I think if you do a phone call every day just to hear the other person's voice, I, I personally couldn't do a long distance relationship where I didn't hear the person's voice every day. Yeah. 
And with FaceTime now, it's like, it's so easy. Another thing they had in here was don't rely on technology exclusively. Like send a letter. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Who's going to do that? I love letters. Oh, it's adorable. (laughs) Do you want another errand? I, I think it'd be fun if it was like, hey, let's send each other a letter. I think that's like romantic. Let's send each other a text on paper. No, that's what letters, we're doing. And it'll come way slower. Letters are better. And then there's anticipation waiting for the letter to arrive. Yeah, I just don't think men are great writers. And then you usually. have the physical letter. I love letters. I mean, I love the idea of letters. I just <laughs> you like, have to get stamps. That. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> or you like send each other little gifts or whatever. Like that's I think that's sweet. You're like, oh, yeah. I was thinking about you. I sent you, Sam's like sent me like, oh, I got you this like tea that I saw online and I sent that to you. Like, yeah, I think there's definitely stuff like that you can do. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like sending each other pictures and videos goes a long way. Yeah. You feel like you're part of their day a little Mm -hmm. bit more. I will say, I think part of the problem in that situation um, with the person where our texting started to feel more like just, yeah like a template. It it didn't feel like really our connection uh, the way it did in person is we were going too long without seeing each other. And I think you need those pretty consistent times in person because then you you create new experiences together. You create new memories. You create new things to talk about. But if you are only living your separate lives and checking in and like catching each other up, it's I feel like that has an expiration date. And that is one of the tips that comes up a lot in these articles is have an end date, like have a plan in mind. And you're talking about the first time with Sam, that this first five months, there wasn't really an end date. There wasn't really a plan of like, what are we going to do for the long haul? Because we can't keep doing this. And then you made an adjustment where you were like, I'm going to live in New York part of the time and see what this is like. But if you don't have that light of the end, light at the end of the tunnel to be looking toward and going, okay, this is like a temporary arrangement, but at this time we'll actually be able to have a real relationship, then it's, it's very hard. Yeah. And you need to know the next time you're going to see the person. Like that was yes. something. Yes. The f- I think the first time we spent a few days together in LA I was driving him to the airport and I was like, so like, what's the plan here? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I think it's important that we know the next time we're going to see each other. Yeah. When we're going to be apart for a while. And I was like, okay, yeah, I agree with that. Cause the whole, like, I'll see you when I see you, we'll figure it out in the next couple months thing. That's, that's when the texting template really feels like a template. Cause you're like, if you know the next time you're going to see each other, even if you had a boring day, you can always be like, I miss you so much. I can't wait to see you yeah. in three weeks. Oh my gosh. Only two weeks left. Like it gives right. you something to talk about and look forward to. Totally. Yeah. And if you don't, it's very hamster and the hamster wheel of your brain just going, when am I going to see them? When am I going to see them trying to figure it out? It becomes a stress. It's, but once you get that date in place, everything kind of calms down. And even if you miss them, you can go, okay, but I I know I'm going to see them then. Um, yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so that was the whole don't 
don't talk every day <laughs> discussion. So funny to hear your perspective on it. And then the whole pretend you're single thing. So this is, I think that's very dependent on what the arrangement is. If you have decided that you are exclusive, then like pretending you're single, I mean, under what boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's more, the vibe I got from it was like, still go live your life and make sure that you're living a full life. Not, it's not, I didn't take it as like, go fuck a bunch of other people. I took it as make sure that you're still hanging out with your friends, make sure you're still working on your career, you're taking care of yourself, that you're living a full life outside of just like missing this person. Yeah, you're right. Okay, they did say that. They said, aside from having a physical relationship with someone else, right? experts right. say you can pretty much behave however you want. Yeah, of course. But like, what, who wouldn't do that? Like, to me, that's like, obviously you're going to just do whatever you want when they're not around. I I, like, I don't understand why that's a tip. I think that's why it's pretend you're single. I'm like, and it also says flirt with other people on here. Oh, that's right. I'm like, I feel like that's a relationship. The way that they talk about it is Mm -hmm. like harmless flirting is fine. I'm like, this doesn't seem specific to long distance. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, how do you feel about the tip of never spend more than three months apart? Oh, I think that's true. I think three months is pushing it. I think three months is too long. I talked to some like TikToker who was like in a movie or something, who's like an actress and and was saying she didn't see her boyfriend for like five months. And I'm like, and you didn't break up? That's so hard. Gen Z is wild. Gen Z is a wild time. Um, Three months to me is too long. So long. That's like, if I think about, you know, the recent situation that I've been referring to this episode, um, like right around now would be three months since I would have seen that person. And I'm like, that's crazy. That is so long because it already feels like so long since I've seen them. And if people were to just be doing that consistently, like seeing the person four times a year, no. Can't do it. Can't do it. I don't, I don't know how people go to war. No. Like, I feel like such a baby. I know. I know this, right? Three weeks is too long. It's like, you know, people like are in the military and like other stuff, like, you know, stuff. People are apart for long periods of time. Right. And stay together. Right. But I, you know, I'm a soft comedian. (laughs) Soft millennial. That's, that's a great Netflix title too. Soft millennial. Soft millennial. I like that. Um, Let's see. Okay. We did flirt with other people. Do things your partner doesn't enjoy. I mean, but I think you should do that even if you're not in a long distance relationship. Totally. Make sure you're not being catfished. I mean, yeah, let's. I mean, come on now. Let's make sure of that. Oh, this is a tough one. Be sure you're dating the one. The only reason to engage in a long distance relationship is because you believe they are the one. If you're just dating for fun, you might as well do that locally. Boo. I say, I say boo to that one. Yeah. Like locally is a real loaded word (laughs) depending on where you live. Okay. Locally, it might be sheep, like literal sheep and that's it. Ah! So <laughs> I, uh, not trying necessarily to just be like, well, I would, I'd like to date. So why don't I just go out here? I mean, it really does depend on the area you live in, I think. And I, I don't like that pressure of thinking that it for sure is the Sometimes you don't know if it's the one for a long time. Most of the time you don't know. I, I, I know very few people who are like, we met and I knew like, yeah. Also, I'm never a fan of like the one talk. I think there can be many ones, you know, I was with somebody for eight years. I feel like they were the one for that time in my life. And we're not one person for our whole lives. We change so much that anyway, I'm not a fan of that. Like I put so much pressure on, you're investing in somebody 
is that you're supposed to know if they are quote unquote one of the ones right away. You need to get to know people. That's a very Mm -hmm. dangerous, (laughs) I think, slippery slope to go down. Yeah, I agree. Um, How do you feel about C fighting as a good sign? I mean, again, this feels like something that's in general, something I've heard more and more relationship advice wise is like, just because you fight doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Like not fighting is actually a red flag. A lot of times if two people are like, we've never had a fight and you're like, yikes, (laughs) what's going on there. Yeah. But yeah, this says that is this piece of advice will serve you well in any type of relationship. Uh, Couples who use constructive strategies for resolving disagreements were less likely to break up over arguments. Yeah. So you have to use it as an opportunity to work through things as a team. Yeah. I think you need to get good at fighting. I think fighting is like anything else where you have to learn how to do it effectively because if you're with somebody forever, there's no reality where you just never fight. No, no. And it's, I think really important to see how that person handles confrontation, how, how they treat you when you guys are not on the same page about something. It's a, it's a really big part of a relationship. Um, I would say resolving a fight over FaceTime is almost impossible. Oh, see, it's so hard in in that way. Long distance relationships, I think make you better at fighting in certain ways because you have to learn how to just make the other person feel heard and understood with nothing but words and facial expression, (laughs) because you can't have sex. You can't hug. You can't do anything besides hang up the phone for a little bit or talk it out. That's all you got. What an interesting perspective. You almost become like a superhero at fighting over FaceTime because you only have words. Yeah. Man, that's interesting. Yeah. I remember when I had started to tour with Jim, that was kind of the first time that Kane and I had ever dealt with long distance where suddenly I would be gone for sometimes three weeks at a time. And that was such a hard thing that we hadn't dealt with is if we got into a disagreement, it felt so like it would last, that icky feeling would last so much longer than if we were in person and we could just make up or, you know, you get that physical contact and can squash it pretty easily. But you're right. If you don't get to hug that person, it's just that weird energy where you hang up a phone and go, God, I, I think things are okay right now, but maybe yeah. they're still upset. Am I still upset? It's just so much more unresolved. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, the whole, don't give them the play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And this is, so you and Sam give each other the play-by-play of what's going on every day. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the struggle I have with this. You, it's important to keep the person in the know on your life. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what's going on in their life. But that's what I'm talking about where it can get into that very template texting of just like, this is what I'm doing today. What are you doing today? Cool. And it's like, if you do that too often, you're not, I mean, you're not there for any of the things and it can just feel so flat. Yeah. When that goes on for weeks, it's difficult, but if you're apart for like three to seven days, I really appreciate that because it makes you feel like you're more a part of each other's day. Yeah. I think a theme we're coming back to in this episode is the importance of seeing them in person. Mm-hmm. Like that is this anchor <laughs> that yeah. no matter what the problem is, if you can keep seeing them consistently in person, it helps everything. Yeah. I think the only people who can really do long distance relationships where you don't see them for like months and months and be happy with like no end end date um, are children. <laughs> That's really what I think. I think right. 14 year olds can do that. Yeah. Um but adult humans need need an end date because they're not going to like romanticize it in the same way. Well, and especially that uh, analogy of a 14-year-old, they're just living their life. They're probably not thinking about mortality. Whereas yeah. you get to around our age 
and your time feels more precious. Those, the people you decide to invest in feels more important because again, not like you should try to know right away if you think this is one of the ones, but you want to be more careful with your time. You don't want to maybe, I don't want to say throw away a year, but if if you're going to put that time in with somebody, you want to hope that it does become something eventually. Yeah, I agree. Another one that I think is really good that they had in here was know that a bad visit doesn't mean you're breaking up. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's normal to have both great and not so great visits with your partner. Sometimes the pressure of seeing each other after such a long time can cause tension. We definitely felt that when we weren't seeing each other every week. There was so yeah. much pressure on that time together. So then if you did have an argument or it wasn't perfect or like one of you was depressed or stressed, uh, it was very easy for one or both of you to feel like this is this is it. Like this is all we have. Like this has to be good. Uh, yeah, been there. And if it is a uh, quote unquote bad trip or you do face, maybe you get into an argument during that time, there's so much pressure to quickly resolve the fight because I don't know if this happens on your trips with Sam, but for me, it's easy for a clock to start almost the moment I'm around them and I'm already thinking about when they're going to leave. Yes. And trying to maximize that time. And that's, again, that's not a healthy way to be or a quote-unquote normal relationship. It's really hard to be like that. And not just already getting sad. I remember when that person visited me um, a few months ago, I was like the night before already getting sad, knowing that they were going to be leaving the next day. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be thinking like that because I'm like, well, they're in front of me right now. I want to just be fully present and excited that they're here. But I was already thinking about that I was going to be sad when they left. And it's, it's a tough way to be. Oh yeah. If you have three days with someone, the first day you're exhausted from travel. Mm -hmm. The second day is nice. And then the third day you're like, it's almost over and I'm sad. Yeah. So you really get like one quality day (laughs) and you better hope you don't like get your period or something. (laughs) Oh my God. Period, the great destroyer of <laughs> vacations in a long distance relationship. Oh my god, god damn it! Yeah, um, Real bad. okay. Uh, have a personal project. Okay, I liked this one. Understand that long distance relationships are pretty normal. Research shows that 75% of all engaged couples have been in a long distance relationship at some point. Yeah, that number shocked me. That that actually shocked me too. Just that they mean that those couples had a period of time where they had to be long distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. It's not specifying how long they did, but that was, that was a little comforting because it's like, oh, a lot of people have had to do this. Yeah. Yeah, because, me too. Especially with dating apps. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not the old West. It's not the old days of just, you meet the person at the bar stool next to you in the saloon and have their kids. Like it's (laughs) people are connecting from all over the world. A lot of things don't start just half a mile away from them anymore. So I guess that does make sense. Um, Yeah. Tan France. Didn't he talk about on our podcast that he, he and his husband were long distance for like five years or something. Yes. Yes. That, yeah. Um, Which one of the tips on here is place a time limit on it being long distance, which I touched on a little bit of having a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, like a plan. But what do you think is the maximum amount of time that people should be long distance? I think it varies person to person. Yeah. I really do. I mean, it's probably why so many actor couples break up, right? Because it's just a constant back and forth Right. Oh, now I have to go film a movie for five months. Yes. And now we're back together, but one of us is working and the other one's not. And I'm sure it's really hard to sync up your schedules. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm really not sure. I, 
I think you can't do it longer than like a few years would be my guess. It also depends on your ages. Yeah. I mean, if you're like a 23 year old, if you're like a 20 year old girl and you're dating somebody who goes to college across the country, yeah. but you're both like, we're going to move to Chicago when we graduate. Right. You can probably do four years like that as hard as it is. Right. But I think if you're 30 and you want to have kids, you can maybe do that for a year Mm -hmm. while you figure out if this is the person. But then at a certain point, you're like, all right, I want to have kids. So I can't hang out in this limbo. And if you're starting long distance, I think you have to get to that point in a quicker, more expedited time frame of having the day-to-day normalcy together of actually living in the same place to see, is this a long-term thing? Yes. Otherwise, you get stuck in the vacation mode of thinking potentially that things are easier or better than they are because maybe you haven't seen that person on like what they're like on a day-to-day basis. Yes. Um, There's one more thing on here. This is just a good tip that I think uh, is super helpful if you're listening and you're in a long distance thing. Um, The whole try having a digital date or not just relying on, okay, how can we stay in touch each day, but finding ways to still do things together while you're apart. Like going, hey, I'm going to go to this movie tonight. Can you go see the same movie in your city? And then let's do a FaceTime afterward and talk about the movie. Or, I mean, don't you and Sam like watch actual movies together? Just you set up FaceTime? Yeah, we do FaceTime on our laptop and pull up Netflix or whatever Mm -hmm. um, alongside it. This is how we finish Squid Game. Ah, Uh, Because we couldn't wait. Ah. Um, And... I think if you put in headphones, it's okay, but it still picks up on noise. So you just have to mute yourself, but then you can still see each other's facial expressions. You can like unmute it to say something and okay. then mute it again. But that's, that's something that's helped us a lot. Really? We're apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause okay. so much of our time together, we're watching a show or watching a movie. And so, and when you're both traveling or apart or, or whatever, it's, it's way more fun to like rush back to watch a movie together yeah. than it is to just come back and do the like template conversation of how was your day? How was your day? Cool. Right. This yeah. is fun. Yeah. It breaks it up. There's nothing wrong with that template conversation of asking how each other's day was and all that. I just think it can't be the only thing. No, 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 no. And you're go- you're probably going to watch a movie by yourself anyway. Yeah. So watch together. Look up a recipe. You cook the recipe together on FaceTime. You get to actually eat it at the same time, get to see each other's faces and be like, holy shit, this is super fucking good. There are tons of, um, I can't remember the names of the websites, but there are things where it's almost like getting to know your, a hundred questions to ask your partner to get to know them better. You can do stuff like that. Uh, Tons of, tons of ways to do that long distance. I love Um, the recipe thing. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then there was one that we also found an article that was like 10 long distance relationship tips from therapists, which was uh, interesting to me. Like those are the type of people you would want to hear from because they are seeing people every week and helping them make it work. Yes. Um. I think asking, this isn't on there, but just made me think of it, asking what their communication preferences are, what their maybe attachment styles is or love language, stuff like that, so that you can know what is going to be the most effective way for that person to feel connected Mm -hmm. to you. Because it's so different person to person. Yeah. I also like remind your partner frequently what you love about your relationship because- insecurity and jealousy runs high in long distance relationships because you're just so far away from each other. Yeah. I think that's really true. And that's part of the reason the consistency of talking every day is so important. Cause if yeah. I just went days without talking to Sam, I'd be like, what were you doing? Right. Like, right. What? That's why that tip is so crazy to me. 
Right. And like you said, I think it's important to remember that those feelings of jealousy and all that are heightened in a long distance thing sometimes. Whereas if you were in person, it might not even be an issue, but that's an important reminder is you're, you're doing in a relationship, you're doing a relationship in a completely different category of relationships that are going to bring forth things that you probably wouldn't experience otherwise. Yes. Yes. Another one on here was focus on the positive aspects of long distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was really great. Like somebody said, I love being in a long distance relationship because I could devote hundred percent of my attention to my partner when we were together. But when we were apart, I focused on classes and time with my friends Mm. and that worked well for them while this person was in law school. Um, yeah, I, I, I have definitely tried to do that when Sam and I are apart and Sam's good about this when we're going to be apart for a while and I'm having a hard time with it. He'll go, yeah, it'll be great. He's like, I'll see you in a week. Right. You'll get a lot of work done. I'll get a lot of work done. As soon as you get on the plane, you'll listen to your set. You'll get into work mode. You'll feel better. You'll see your friends. Like, yeah, I think that's really important to, to spin it in a positive way. Definitely. Um, this was probably the one that stood out the most to me from this list of 10 from the therapist. Respect the reason why you're apart. And of course, this, is, this really depends on your situation, but it says, there's no doubt you'll have days when your long distance relationship seems especially difficult. You might even be tempted to do something impulsive, like quit your job or drop out of school just so you can be together with the person you love. While that might sound romantic, remember there's an important reason you're living far away from the person you love right now. That reason may hinge on a professional, financial, or family situation that needs to play out properly until the timing is right for you both to be together geographically. Uh, don't let months or years of progress go to waste out of impatience to finally be together. Your relationship will be stronger in the long run if you finish what you've started and finish it well. Mm. That really, that one stood out to me because it's true that if you are committing in some form to somebody long distance, but you're not able to see each other, then there's a, there's a pretty important reason for that, right? Otherwise, Mm -hmm you would just be together in person. You would figure out a way. But whatever's keeping you from doing that, more often than not, I think, is a very real reason, whether it's a job, whether it's a family issue. Uh, And I think if you are hoping to do something in the future that's more of an in-person relationship, you do have to respect like, okay, there's a reason why this isn't a normal relationship right now. There's Mm -hmm. a reason why this is long distance. And trying to, um, I don't know, like discount that reason is not the best idea. That's a very, uh, it can be a very short-sighted way to look at it, I think. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good one. I think that we have done that with our jobs over the years, Kelsey and I, where it's really hard to be apart, but you go, but I have to be on the road to be good at my job. Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of have to be. Yeah. So respecting that reality and accepting it takes away some of that sting of like, man, I have to leave again tomorrow. Like I'm so tired. I'm so this, I'm so that. But when you respect your goals and your career and them too, I mean, Sam's gone every weekend and I feel like very respectful of his work ethic. Yeah. Um, the only time I ever want him to take time off from work is for his physical health. Right. Uh, But I'm never like, we don't spend any weekends together, (laughs) you know? So you have to find somebody who's on the same page as you. Cause if you start dating somebody who's like, are you really going to finish law school? Or like, do you have to, do you have to finish law school at this school? Like, Mm -hmm. do you have to finish college at this school? Why can't you just transfer? Like, I, I do think, you have to be respectful of your reason you're apart and their reason you're apart. Yes. And a, a TikTok video that popped into my timeline recently discussed that probably the biggest killer of relationships is resentment. Mm, mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree with that more. And I think this specific thing that we're talking about, it's very easy for resentment to 
crop up either in yourself or in the other person or both Mm -hmm. if one or the other is pressuring to like not – what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe to abandon the reason that you are long distance or whatever. Like you said, like can't you just go to school closer to me? Can't you just take a different job? Can't you whatever – short-sighted. Again, that that can breed resentment in a way that, yeah, maybe you think that's a short-term fix to see each other more, but in the long haul, you don't want anything to be happening in the foundation of the relationship that down the road, they're going to be like, well, I did this when I didn't want to, and now, like, now I'm pissed, right? Like, mm-hmm. people have to continue to do their careers and do the things that are important to them, and you have to respect that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest reasons I got a place in New York because I was like, I can't just move in with you. Right. And have that be a possible outcome where I feel like I don't have any way out or any escape where I'm just being absorbed by your life in this new city. I need to find out if I can build my own life alongside yours. Yeah. Where you are. So smart. And, you know, it's, it's tough. It's really, really tough to merge two lives when you're long distance. We, we talked to a couples therapist at one point, like a year ago or something who was like, well, why can't you both just move to the Midwest? (laughs) Like, she was like, why can't you just compromise and both move somewhere new? And I actually do think that's an interesting piece of advice for other people in long distance relationships. Mm -hmm. But like, that is (laughs) tough. I mean, I think I could see that working for certain people where like, if one of you lives in San Francisco and one of you lives in San Diego, maybe you compromise and you move to LA. Right. And then that way you're both halfway between your homes and you can kind of like start a new life together. But the idea that both of you have really separate lives and you both live in places that you love where your families are, and then you're both going to be far away from your families yeah, and like start your own family. Like it's just, it's either great advice or terrible advice, like most relationship advice Yeah, (laughs) and everybody's so, so different. Yeah. Yeah. And again, take everything we've said today with grain of salt, whatever fits for you. These are the things that you know, we found interesting from these articles, but, uh, man, yeah. this and we also so saw fun. one that said, consider an open relationship, right. If you're long distance and I could never, right. But I also totally understand why that would keep your relationship intact. Right. If you yeah. were a certain personality type. Yeah. I'm not that personality type. Right. But I think I even brought it up to Sam when we started seeing each other is like, well, are you going to be able to do this? Like, do you want to do an open relationship? And he was like, what are you talking about? I cannot picture you saying that. That oh, is I mean, so interesting. Look, I was, this was really early on. This was okay. really early on where I was just like, who are you? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just really like, didn't know him very well yet and yeah. didn't know what it was going to be like. And he and I are so much more on the same page than I ever thought. Um, yeah. But it was, it was genuine because I was like, I understand why people would need to do this to feel like they weren't just living like 20% of a life while they were apart from their partner. When a physical touch is a big love language of yours or just an important thing for you, then yeah, that's again, like I said, what brings that theme back into it is seeing the person consistently. Because if you're not able to, then yeah, it does become more of a conversation for some people of an open thing or a way to fulfill that need if they cannot be seeing that person all the time. Yeah. Um, man, I'm so glad we talked about this. I feel like this was an interesting one. Yeah, I hope so. I mean. I, I think so. I love talking to you about it. Um, this was we, just a phone. You guys just like eavesdropped on a phone call between Kelsey <laughs> and I. Seriously, we just did a wiretap. Um, we have an iTunes review of this of the episode. This is from Jaylee081. I love you guys. Just started listening and have been going through a hard time. You guys motivated me to do better. You're also so funny. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you very much. Very nice. As always, if you haven't left an iTunes rating or review, go to the iTunes app and uh, it keeps us on the charts. Uh, also, Tay, plug your shows one more time or where people can get tickets. 
ttomcomedy.com. I'm coming to Pittsburgh and Columbus and all over Texas and Boulder, Colorado, and doing a lot of shows in Boston. Uh, and Raleigh, I think is the last place we're going. And I'm, I'm going to be doing town hall in New York, uh, first weekend in January, I believe. So I'm excited about that. Incredible. You guys go see Taylor on her incredible theater tour. Um, again, I'll be in Naples this week and Austin Sacramento the weekend after that for Thanksgiving and then a ton more dates in 2022. So kelseycook.com for those tickets. And, uh, we love you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Yeah.